0: After being employed by the worst boss in history for 20 years, Hashem appears to Yaakov Avinu and tells him, Shovel Eretz Avisecha. It's time to gather your family and return to the land of your ancestors. So Yaakov calls a family meeting. And he takes Leah and Rachel out to the field and begins an extensive soliloquy, explaining why it was imperative for them to leave their father's house, the only home they've ever known. Yaakov tells them, I see your father's demeanor, His attitude is not like it was yesterday or the day before. I see the way he's treating me, and I realize that things are not the same. The situation is getting progressively worse every day. And after a long list of explanations of why they should go, his wives agreed to leave. And the question is, why did Yaakov have to go through this long, exhaustive monologue? The entire conversation could have been very simple. All Yaakov had to tell his wives were... Hashem told me it was time to move on, end of story. And if it's the will of Hashem, they definitely would have complied. So why does the Torah use nine psukim to spell out the elaborate details of what Yaakov communicated with Rachel and Leah? Why not just fast forward to the end? Hashem said, we have to leave, case closed. So years ago, during a chinech convention, an administrator of a girls' school, Astrop Shul Kamenetsky Shlita, whether it was appropriate for a male principal to tell a female student that her skirt was not covering her knees. And Rav gave a very profound and memorable answer. In his inimitable, gentle style, he said, Speak to the heart, not to the knee. What he was saying is, don't impose, don't insist. Explain to them the significance of conducting yourself with modesty. It seems that this piece of advice is not only effective for teenagers who might be at risk if dealt with too harshly, it's great advice when speaking to anyone in general. When a person wants someone to do something for him or behave in a certain way, whether it's their spouse or children, students, employees, friends, it is not proper to coerce them to do it, even if he has the ability to do so. Even if you have the means to dictate in absolute terms, this is the way I want it done, my way or the highway, it is still not the proper approach. Rather, you should try to convince them logically and appeal to their own intellect of what you want to have done in order that they be motivated to come to the same conclusion on their own. And this is far superior than forcing them to do something against their will. Because the minute you leave the house or the school year ends or they get married and live in their own home, they will stop doing it. If your child is only doing certain things because you are pressuring them to do so and not out of their own volition, and you don't take the time to explain to them why it needs to be done in this manner, your intimidation tactics might be effective in the short term, but it will definitely not endure. The proof is Yaakov's lengthy explanation to his wife's. If there was ever a justifiable case to compel someone to do something, it would have been right here in this situation. Yaakov could have been very blunt. Listen up, Hashem said, the end. This is the will of Hashem. Is there anything more to be said? Nevertheless, Yaakov took the time to justify to his family the need of why we need to leave Lovin's house. Yaakov felt compelled to gently persuade his wives, despite the fact that this was also Hashem's command, in order that his family agree willingly with his plan of action. There's an important educational point to be advanced there. When we talk to our children and engage their heart, they will realize that the Torah is not a rule book. It's not a book of restrictions and limitations. Torah from the word Hira, our guide, Torah and mitzvahs are here for our benefit, a guide on how to get the most pleasure out of life. When Shabbos is beautifully decorated with nice decor and delicious foods, pleasant conversation and great camaraderie, then the many boundaries are happily accepted. And Shabbos is not viewed by our children as just 39 random restrictions or 39 obstacles or a long 25 hours without a smartphone when appealing to their own intellect and understanding, then the word of Hashem is not perceived as being at odds with what they already know to be true. And then they will come to the realization that Torah Mitzvahs are really there for their ultimate benefit. Rabbi Arya Levine, the father-in-law of Rabbi Yashab, also known as the Tzaddik of Yerushalayim, devoted his life to helping other Yidin. He was a kind and gentle man, A story is told that he sensed that a teenager from his neighborhood was constantly trying to evade him. So one day while walking on the street, he quickened his pace and caught up to the boy. And he tells him, young man, how are you? How is everything? And the boy tells him, Rabbi, I've been avoiding you because as you know, I grew up in a religious home, but I'm no longer observant. And I even took off my yarmulke. And I was so embarrassed and afraid to be engaged by the rabbi. That's why I've been dodging you all this time. So Rebbe turns to the boy and he says, You know I'm a short man. I cannot see what's on your head. I can only see what's in your heart. So please, talk to my heart. The boy was so taken aback and he started turning his life around. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.